The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Hard to believe, but the trade deadline less than two weeks away now. And where do we go with this thing? Because there are some teams that just two weeks ago from now, they looked like definite buyers. And now, well, they're sellers and vice versa. Uh, A lot of positions being shaken up. Uh, It's like musical chairs when you look at MLB standings in the last two weeks. We will get Sean Zarillo of the Action Network on the horn in just a moment here. As they say in the biz, we are efforting Sean. Uh, He is busy probably (laughs) undoubtedly putting together lines and handicapping action for a full Major League Baseball card today that involves a ton of daytime action. We broke down some of it for you earlier, but also thinking about the trade deadline and what happens between now and August 1st at 4 p.m. And before we get Sean on the line and ask him his opinion on a couple of different spots, this is where I was going to start with Sean, guys, but I'll start you guys with this question. How do we handicap the AL East right now? Because we've got two teams that are absolutely ice cold. The Rays have scuffled as of late. The Yankees have been an absolute mess. And we want to wait to see maybe if there's going to be any impact to the hiring of Sean Casey, or does that affect the offense at all? And then we've got the three teams in, the, in between first place and fifth place in the East. We've got the O's, the J's, and the Sox, and all three of them are red hot. And Baltimore trying to avoid the sweep at the hand of the do- hands of the Dodgers, maybe not red hot, a little bit of cooling off there, but nonetheless, all three teams have changed their fortunes since I'd say probably mid to late June. So Aaron, when you look at this division now, 
Um, we, we, we were all kind of on Baltimore, I think, late June, early July. We were looking at them as the trendy team. Um, how are you reading this right now? Well, it's hard not to like Baltimore. I mean, first of all, I'm close to there, so it's like a home team for me. I want to see them do well. And you just like how this team has been built. It's hard to root against them. But you look at the odds, and the Rays are minus 180 to win the division, and the Orioles are plus 360. So, gosh, still a lot of baseball left to be played. But it's tough. And then you throw in the whole Otani thing. Could either of these teams get him? That's intriguing as well. I think this whole division is super interesting, J-Rod. Yeah, I mean, first of all, it's, 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 it's crazy that we're saying the last place New York Yankees. That's, that's mm-hmm. the part that I think, while some people may be cheering, uh, it is it is really a shocking to be able to say those consec those words the last place New York Yankees, you know, they're only two and a half out of the wild card though, you know the one team that I think is kind of sneaking around low key keep an eye out are the Red Sox, I mean they're a game and a half out of the wild card, Toronto is in the wild card. I don't have a lot of faith in Toronto. They seem to always come up short. They're like that ex-girlfriend, that ex-boyfriend that you take back, and at the end of the day, they disappoint you. Boston's <laughs> got some pieces. Maybe they're not going to be super you know, high-profile, Otani style at the deadline, but they're very much within striking distance. And, man, what's happened to Tampa Bay? They've literally fallen off the table. I think Baltimore, not impressed with that defense. I think they, they find ways to win. But if that offense goes cold, I tell you what, I've been really high of late on the Red Sox. Yeah, we've got Sean now, Sean Zarillo of the Action Network. Sean, we were just sitting here trying to figure out how to handicap the AL East. What's interesting to me is that, especially with the Orioles, Jays, and Red Sox, all getting hot right around the same time, right? The last couple weeks of June, early July, heading into the break, and other than Baltimore struggling with the Dodgers the last couple of days and trying to avoid the sweep today, that seems to have continued post-break. This also feels like a division that may not be as quick to pull the trigger on moves as, for example, the Strohs and the Rangers out west, where I really increasingly get the feeling that that's going to end up turning into an arms race, literally, where they're going to outbid each other or try to outbid each other for some of that starting pitching help that could be out there. So in terms of the AL East, uh, Tampa Bay is the toughest schedule in baseball the rest of the way. So maybe part of their hot start was just getting softer opponents. Also, their roster was just generally healthier at the start of the season than was injured progressively more throughout the year. I think there's a chance still uh, that Baltimore finishes with the best record in the American League and ends up being the number one seed. I bought Baltimore Futures at the All-Star break. Uh, there's no reason why this team shouldn't go out and add starting pitching like a Lance Lynn or Lucas Chialito, something like that. With how Grayson Rodriguez looked on Monday, you join him, you know, and if he's going to pitch at that level the rest of the way, they're a serious contender. And if you combine that with Kyle Bradish, who I like a lot, Tyler Wells, who's a pretty solid mid-rotation guy, and then you add another piece to that with all of the offensive pieces that they have, but he thinks, you know, in the bullpen, that is a team that is very much ready to beat right now. So where Baltimore's prices are, there's no actual value that the, you can project into the numbers. But if you forecast that they will make a move or two, 
at the trade deadline, maybe add another bullpen piece, add a piece to the rotation, and go from there. Uh, I think Baltimore, this is probably the peak price you might get the rest of the way on them. So definitely in on the Orioles just as being a serious contender right away, not, you know, only is their window open for the foreseeable future, but I think it's open right now. What future specifically are you looking at? Division, league, World Series for the Orioles? With how, you know, with how wild the AL East is in general, and they all have to play each other. Uh, I think you're better off in terms of divisionally playing those teams probably on a game-to-game basis unless you're taking, you know, a longer shot on a team like Boston. I'm talking more so about betting Baltimore and, you know, Tampa Bay specifically head-to-head where I'm planning that I'm probably going to be on a raise, or I I should say the Orioles a lot head-to-head in those matchups. But, no, specifically pennant and World Series odds, I think forecasting them out, you know, to potentially add pieces with everything that they have on their roster, having strength up the middle with Rutschman behind the dish, you know, just an advantage that most teams don't have, having a dominant catcher, an all-star or Hall of Fame caliber catcher. So, yeah, I think Baltimore is a very serious pennant contender, World Series contender right now. And I think I took about a 20-to-1 World Series, 10-to-1 pennant, and anything around those prices I think is a solid investment at this point if you're looking for a slightly longer shot to come out of the American League, which – I do think it's much more wide open. I think there's about five or six teams, you know, Toronto, Baltimore, Houston, uh, Tampa Bay, Texas, and then, you know, maybe somebody else like Boston, Seattle, Minnesota slips into that conversation. But the first five that I mentioned, I think, are the serious contenders right now. Sean, I think it was it was pretty uh, telling that you did not mention the New York Yankees with all that talent, all the, you know, the things – are not going well. They're the last place New York Yankees, yet two and a half out of the wild card. Any value, any thought at all of getting any Yankee tickets, even make the playoffs, come back, you know, nine out in the East? So, you know, I have preseason investments on the Yankees, so there was no reason for me to essentially add more unless I thought the price just got outrageous. I really want to see how Judge looks coming back off the IL. The toe thing is really weird. The comments that he made about it, never, you know, going to fully heal was a bit strange. Uh, Obviously, if he's going to play to the level that he was playing already at this season, they're a team to take seriously because he is the best hitter on the planet right now when he's healthy. You know, I thought Jordan Alvarez might have a chance of surpassing him this year, but Judge actually went up a level in terms of his expected stats compared to what he was doing last season when he hit 62 homers. So, uh, yeah, their, their offense just seems to be a completely different animal with Judge in there. Um, it's odd. Most stuff, most articles, research that you read about lineup protection, uh, things like that. It, actually, the math kind of proves that lineup protection is a bit of a myth. But when you have a player to Aaron Judge's great, uh, maybe there is something to it. So, yeah, uh, you just need to see Judge's health. And then, you know, the prices won't really change just by nature of him coming back into the lineup. But if it does look like he's going to stick around and there's still the same number of games out at the deadline. Uh, you know, I kind of want to see what they do to shore up this roster too. Just the back end of the lineup seems a little bit shallow and the bullpen doesn't seem to be as, as dominant as it has been in recent years. Sean Zerillo, the Action Network, talking MLB futures with us and where we go now post-break and the deadline less than two weeks away. I want to come back around to the trade deadline here, Sean, and ask if Otani, in fact, is not going to get moved and 
we're only about 48 hours removed from it sounding like the market possibly heating up and it's already started to cool off again. But let's, let's remove Otani from the mix for just a moment and talk about this market as maybe a non-Otani starting pitching market. Um, does, it, does it kind of start and end in Chicago if you're looking for starting pitching, whether it's Stroman on the north side or one of the trio on the south side? Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, it seems like the Cubs are going to sell. Montgomery may be available from the Cardinals, too. So the, a lot of the central teams, right, the centrals being the weaker division uh, in both leagues, you know, those might be the teams where a lot of the players are going to come from. I'm thinking about Tim Anderson, Cody Bellinger. Uh, I mean, Lorenzen from the Tigers making an all-star team. Maybe that increases his trade value. I believe Shane Bieber's hurt right now, but it seemed like he was a guy who might be increasing in trade value at one point. The Guardians are only a game out, though. So, yeah, there's, you know, a lot of players from the two central divisions that I think really stand out. Uh, my prediction has been for a while that Tim Anderson is going to end up on the Dodgers in some way, shape, or form. Uh, we'll see if that ends up coming to fruition. His trade value is so low right now. But the Dodgers in dire need of a shortstop. The Reds, the Orioles, if they're going to take things seriously this season uh they have a lot of offense surplus offense that they could trade for starting pitching so really think you know those two teams one or the other should probably target giolito and lynn and you know there's there's some relievers who may be on the move as well but yes as you as you said the starting pitching in chicago seems to be uh and and the nl central and al central specifically seems to be where all of the uh the movement might come from a historic night for offense in Major League Baseball. Lots of runs. How does what you saw yesterday affect how you'll be betting today's MLB card, Sean? Yeah, absolutely wild. Uh, you know, because I, I pay close attention to every game every night just in terms of, like, what's happening, where runners are on base, how the leads are changing hands, and it was just bonkers last night. Um <laughs> In terms of how it influences today, just a lot more bullpen relievers were put into play. Um, and since, you know, most teams had been on other than Monday, I believe there were, uh, there's only been a handful of teams who have had a break since the All-Star break, right? So a lot of relievers have been used in the past six days or so since the All-Star game, even though we've had a compressed schedule only playing since Friday. So, there's just a, a lot more potential for overs, a lot more need for starting pitchers to go deep into games. Um, so I, I think you just could see, you know, bullpens getting used a bit more carefully or potentially, uh, you know, relievers just tiring out and games flying over late. So I only have action on a couple of totals, two overs and two unders for today's slate. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually have about seven or eight others that I need to dive deeper into bullpens and look at usage for the past few days and, just double check things on because uh, so many relievers got used last night and, you know, there was, it increased my amount of work uh, pretty substantially uh, just having to dig through all these box scores. Hey, Sean, uh, moving over to the national league, the giants are, are, are out of their mind right now. They've won seven in a row. Um, they're, they're only a game and a half behind the Dodgers for the division. They're in the wild card. Um, I don't know if they'll be, how much of a player they'll be come the trading deadline. I mean, they, it's an organization that has money. You know, Otani's been floated around out there. What, what's your approach to the Giants in terms of, of, of betting tickets? Is it, is it division? What, how, how would you approach the Giants right now? 
Yeah, they. I mean, they certainly have money. They missed out on Correa and Judge in the offseason, and it, it's a wonder to think, uh, you know, where this team could be if they had a healthy era Judge in their lineup. Obviously, that would be presuming multiple things, but uh, certainly expect them to be a player for Otani if he enters free agency. And it seems like they would have the assets to go out and acquire something substantial if they wanted. I don't know if there's, you know, some huge impact game-changing player that can necessarily get them into World Series contention. I think this is a team that is really deep and doesn't have a lot of weak spots. They're, they're very poor defensively, but also throughout the year, they've, they've managed to fill holes with guys like Patrick Bailey uh, and Casey Schmidt when they're facing a left-handed starter, makes their defense a little bit better, getting Brandon Crawford out of there. So they just have a deep roster. They manage it well, uh, and they're sort of built to – you know, get themselves into the hunt and get to the playoffs. But I don't know if they necessarily have the superstar talent to win a World Series. I like Logan Webb a lot. I have Webb and a long shot by young shooters. Uh, you know, Doval's an elite closer. And they do hit right-handed pitching really well, but they struggle against lefties. So uh, maybe that's something they go out and fix the deadline is just sort of adding some right-handed bats to the lineup or, you know, increasing the potency of their overall offense. Um but, yeah, I mean, I'm oddly thinking about a guy like Cody Bellinger could be an interesting fit there um, just because he hits lefties particularly well, too. So uh, it would be interesting to see Bellinger playing in, yes. in San Francisco. But, um, yeah, you know, the Giants, I, I bet them at plus 750 to win the division of the All-Star break. They've obviously gone on a tear since then. Their fair odds now are probably closer to about plus 350. So if you can get 4-1 to one or better on the Giants to win the NL West at this point, uh, I think that's, you know, enough of an edge to place a bet. But they're, like I said, their fair odds should probably be closer to about plus 350 right now. Sean Zarillo, the Action Network. Great stuff, man. We appreciate you making the time. And, guys, I am totally here for any added drama or spice between the Dodgers and the Giants. Get Bellinger up there by the bay. Oh, man. A couple big hits and some games against the Dodgers down the stretch or even... <gasps> In October, man, that would be something. It's BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Jim Rodriguez. I'm Chris Mack. Coming up next, we talk wideouts. Justin Jefferson, the consensus number one, according to Madden and also ESPN. But what about the rest of those lists? And how do we make money on them? That's next, right here on BetQL Daily. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.